Hello and a warm welcome as you join us on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching program with your Bible teacher Brian Johnston. We continue with the second talk in our short series about our late Queen Elizabeth's Christmas messages, which every year had a huge worldwide audience. This week our talk's called The Queen's Saviour. The Saviour she acknowledged is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I too have the same Saviour, as I hope you do too. Every Christian has his or her own unique account of how and when they place their trust in Jesus Christ. Or maybe they just grew into it because they belong to a Christian family. In my own case, I suppose it began from when I was very, very young. Every night when my mother put me to bed and switched off the light, she would say, Good night, God bless. I was too young to know about God, let alone the meaning of the word bless. But I had a sense of security and comfort each night as I snuggled down under the covers. We had no central heating in those days, just a coal fire in the main sitting room, which was lit on a winter evening when my dad got home from work. As I grew in my understanding, my mother continued with the same words and a kiss goodnight. I began to know that God was a great being who created the universe and beyond and everything in it. I was told God could bless me, but I didn't know how until at primary school age I went to a local Methodist Sunday school, which gave mum and dad a period of peace for a Sunday afternoon nap. At Sunday school, I learned through Bible stories, songs and choruses that Jesus loves me. We sang hymns in school assembly too, such as There is a green hill far away outside a city wall where Christ the Lord was crucified, who died to save us all. It continued, O dearly, dearly has he loved. Shall we not love him too and trust in his redeeming blood and seek his will to do? So, in many other ways, and little by little, I began to appreciate how God could bless me by giving me forgiveness and eternal life through believing in Jesus Christ, who loved me and gave himself for me. Until one night, when I was about 15 years old, I knelt by my bed and thanked the Lord for dying for me. And so, Mum's good night, God bless, over all those years of my infancy and early childhood, were at last fulfilled. As far as I know, my mother had no personal Christian faith, so couldn't lead me to the Lord, but God used her, nevertheless, in a wonderful way to lay a foundation for me. So I'll tell you why God called me in my teenage years. It was a direct appeal from my Bible, God's words to me. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and you shall find no pleasure in them. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Soon afterwards I was baptised and committed my life to Jesus Christ. I wonder what drew Queen Elizabeth to her Saviour. When and in what circumstances did she put her faith in God? I don't know how or when, but I know she did. And here's Brian to remind us of that fact from the Queen's Christmas messages. Thanks, John. Queen Elizabeth II ascended the throne on the 6th of February in the year 1952 at the age of 25 and upon the death of her father, King George VI. 
Britain had barely survived the horrors of the Second World War and its influence in the world was much reduced from the loss of empire. But somehow, Elizabeth II brought in a sense of optimism in a modern, post-colonial era that included the transfer of powers to the new Commonwealth. During her reign, she presided over 15 British Prime Ministers, from Winston Churchill to the new Conservative leader Liz Truss, whom she welcomed just two days before her decease on September the 8th. The Queen, like the rest of us, was a descendant of Adam, and therefore sinful and in need of a saviour. She clearly recognised this herself, as her 2011 Christmas message makes very plain. The Queen said this, Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Unfortunately, her immediate family was and is not immune to controversy and scandal. There were times of tremendous grief over personal tragedy and sorrow for the behaviour of immediate family members. Yet the Queen herself was never caught up in scandal, nor in media gossip. She always remained dignified. Scandal also swirled around Mary, the mother of our Lord, but she too remained dignified. Although dignified, she also, just like our late and gracious Queen, needed a saviour, that saviour being her own son. In the Gospels we read this. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, since he was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had thought this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. That's from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. It's clear then, when Joseph saw that his fiancée was going to have a baby, he didn't just stroke his beard in wonder. No, he started filing for divorce. And the point is, Something must have changed his mind, because in the end, Joseph didn't divorce Mary. Which helps me to see that faith doesn't have to be blind faith. Joseph's decision not to divorce Mary was as rational a decision as any that he, you or I have ever made. 
Without any doubt, this was the biggest decision of this man's life, and one he took with the greatest of care, when he'd every reason at first to come to the opposite conclusion. But his final decision, not to divorce, was based on undeniable evidence that something, or someone, had wonderfully stepped into the picture. Joseph became a totally convinced believer in the identity of the child in the manger. This story of the origin of the child in the manger defines our search for the origin and meaning of life itself. If we know where this baby came from, then we can know too where we're going when we die. I'm calling on all of us to believe in a grown-up way that God gave his one and only son. Like Joseph, you have now the biggest decision of your life to make. But let's return to Mary, who before the birth of her firstborn, set out and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour. Luke 1, verses 39-47 There Mary reminds us of our late Queen, inasmuch as she too had found a Saviour with the power to forgive. He being the Son born to her, born in Bethlehem, born a Saviour who is Christ the Lord, Mary's Saviour. Our late Queen Saviour, but is he your Saviour? Amen.
I hope you enjoyed today's talk and I'd like to remind you that there's not a transcript book for these December talks but you'll be able to get one after Christmas when we begin the next series in the new year. If you want to write to us, here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might be interested to know that most titles of Search for Truth transcript books have been turned into ebooks and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. And when you're in the Kindle store, type Search for Truth Brian Johnston into the field and you'll find them. Many can also be ordered as a conventional print book from Amazon Bookstore or from our own bookstore at www.hayspress.org and when you're on the site use Explore Our Shop. So I'm delighted you've been able to join me today. Many thanks indeed for the pleasure and privilege of your company. Next week, God willing, as we approach the time of Christmas, we have the third talk in this four-part series about the Queen's Christmas messages. So do join me if you can, same time next week. But for now, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher, Brian, our producer, David, our singers and me, John. So see you again soon. And in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings. Jesus.